0: Welcome to Bits of Reality Podcast, the podcast that teaches evangelism, discipleship, and how to live out the Word of God. Hello and welcome to this episode of Bits of Reality, where I attempt to condense God's truth into layman's terms and application for daily living. On today's episode, I want to bring up something that is at the core of Christian living, that is the fruits of the Spirit. What are these fruits? Uh, What does this mean, and how can I apply this in my life? Well, first to start out, let's look at galatians chapter 5 we're going to look first at verses 22 through 23 and these verses say this but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control against such things there is no law now here's the question that these fruits ultimately answer are you a believer and it's a very important question and they are the marks of a true believer but why this question well if you look at the verses prior to 22 and 23 you see the antithesis of the fruits of the Spirit Um, You can look at verse 19, which says this, Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of rage, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you and have warned you that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Well, there you go. Every time I look at these lists, I see our world as it is now. There is a clear divide between those who seek to live to glorify God and those who only seek to live by their own pleasures. Now, why are the fruits of the Spirit important? Well, as you saw above, those who live by the desires of the flesh will not enter into the kingdom of heaven therefore you will not be in the presence of Christ that ought to be shocking and and saying enough but also I'd like to say this that these things are part of who a Christian is these are gifts that are given to a believer uh, to practice by the Holy Spirit and who is the Holy Spirit Um, the Holy Spirit is a, um, the member of the, of the Trinity. Uh, sometimes we like to use a different word of placement as third or second, but he's the member of the Holy Trinity, just as Jesus and fa- and the Father are also, though each has a different role in the Godhead, though this is a topic for a different series of episodes. But I say that because Jesus told his disciples about the Spirit, he said that he would send the Spirit as a helper to be with them after he ascended. You can find this in John 16:13 and a few other passages throughout the gospel. The Spirit does the continued work of sanctification, which is just a fancy word for purify us. For a believer, he convicts us of sin and brings us to repentance and opens our hearts and minds to love and obey the things which please God. Now, sanctification is a lifelong process. Paul said it like this. In Romans 7, he knew about this. He said, For I know that nothing good lives in my flesh. For the desire to do what is good is, is within me, but there is no ability to do it that is apart from the Holy Spirit. And he continues on to, to say many other things in Romans 7 that it's a lifelong battle. We deal with the flesh, which is all he also calls a body of death that's kind of attached to us as we live. And it is a daily struggle, it is a lifelong struggle. Um, those who try to claim and tell you that once you come to Christ, all your troubles are done, you are now absolutely perfect in everything, well, let's be honest. That's just not realistic. In the eyes of God, yes, we are now perfected because of the work of Christ on our behalf. But in our day-to-day living, we are not perfect in all our ways. I mean, just ask yourself these questions. Have you ever, in the last few days, cussed out anyone in traffic because they cut you off? Or a coworker that's maligned you? These are the things that prove that it is a continual thing. So, let's look at the fruits themselves for a moment. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control. These things are to be practiced and done, not as a way of trying to, I guess, show our goodness to God, as some, including of the Catholic faith, tend to try to do. But, these things are to be practiced and done as a way of showing our love for Christ. Here's what I mean by that. Think of it like this. So, as I'm recording this, tomorrow is going to be Mother's Day. We as kids want to make Mom's Day uh, labor free and easy as possible. Why? Because we love her and we know how much of a sacrifice a mother makes for us throughout our life. This same kind of love ought to be had from us for Christ. He gave himself up to be crucified. So that after his resurrections, our sins would not hold us captive to a hellish eternity. But because of his sacrifice, we are freed from that bond of sin. And we are now, in the Father's eyes, righteous as he looks upon us and sees Christ. And on the cross, when the Father looked on Christ, he saw us. And therefore, he... He punished him upon the cross for our behalf. That is an incredible sacrifice. So because of his sacrifice for me, I want to show my uh, love by living in a way that is pleasing to him. And so because uh, I wanna do this, I have to wonder and ask a, another question. How can I love God? Well. We love him because he first loved us he sacrificed himself and so now we can sacrifice a bit of our life and our living to him so this could be a couple of hours worth of an episode but this episode is really meant to get you to think and to do your own word studies of the words that are used in these passages and to seek the Spirit's guidance in your life through prayer and meditation upon the Scriptures. Though, as the title says, I'm here to ask a self-examining question. Are you living by the Spirit? Or are you content to live by the passions and desires of immorality and things that are displeasing to God? Before you start thinking that I'm wanting you to be perfect every moment of every day, let me tell you this about myself. I struggle with living by the Spirit. In times of pain and in times of impatience, I find myself crying out in anger or frustration, or I'm impatient, or I'm like, when is this going to happen? Why is this happening? You know, it's those kinds of things. I'm not going to be perfect every day. I know this that does not mean that I'm just going to stop struggling altogether to try and not, you know, to stop trying to be pleasing to my savior. No, that means I struggle and try even harder to be more pleasing to him. I, I realize and examine myself on a daily basis with every interaction that I have with coworkers, with friends, with family, with people I meet on the streets. I, I examine my words. I examine my actions. Are those things that I do pleasing to Christ do they reflect a life that is indeed living by the fruits of the Spirit those are the things that I'm trying to ask here those are the things that I'm trying to get you to examine yourself upon and I will say this my spirit is often willing and wanting to please Christ but my flesh is weak and I know this, so I turn to Christ, and I trust this very trustworthy saying in Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, for I am sure of this, he who began a good work in you will carry it will carry it on until completion, until the day of our Lord's return. How true is that? The Holy Spirit has not abandoned us. He has not left us. He does not leave us when we are striving to cry out to God in repentance, when we realize we are in sin and we cry out, when we cannot stand to be in sin, when we cannot stand to offend our Savior, that is when we really know that we are trying and we're striving to live by those fruits. And I'll tell you this, when we do fail, know this, we when we do fail there's two thoughts I want to give you one when we sin and commit some sort of immorality it is as though we have gone up to the very throne room of God and committed that indecent immoral act right in front of him right let me ask you this if Jesus was standing right next to you right now or even in the last hour or two would what he saw be pleasing to him Or would it be reviling to him and bring him shame and bring you shame? But also this, when we do examine ourselves and we realize we are in sin, do we go before the Lord and do the same kind of thing as the tax collector that was on the steps of the temple as Jesus taught and beat his chest and say, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner, Forgive me of my sins. Help me, strengthen me, guide me. Restrain my flesh so that I may be pleasing to you in all things. Those are the kinds of questions we ought to be asking ourselves if we are to really examine ourselves and answer the questions every day and every moment if we are living by the fruits of the Spirit, if we are presenting them to others in a display of pleasing Christ not for our own glorification, but for His. But the real questions of examinations are these, as I've stated. Do we fight against our fleshly immoral desires? Or do we live by them? Do we glorify them? Do we glorify immorality? Do we strive to live a life that is pleasing to Christ? Or have we foolishly thought, as some have, That just because we have walked down the aisle at church that one time so many years ago, that we can now live however we want without consequence. Well, as I read to you before, people that are practicing immorality and living in immorality will not inherit the kingdom of God. Those who continue to practice immorality until their dying day will not enter the kingdom of God unless they repent in their dying moments. That is the truth of the fruits of the Spirit and for us all. But in closing, I'd like to say this. We will fail. We will stumble. But as Paul said, we will continue to press on towards our prize and our goal of being with our Lord and and Savior. We forget what is behind and we run towards what is ahead. If we fail, if we sin, it is proper and pleasing to the Lord to stop and ask for forgiveness, to examine our hearts, to to put into words what our sin is, to go to the Word of God, to strengthen us in our resolve. We have to understand that sanctification is a continual work in our lives. It is a lifelong process. But Jesus is faithful to those who cry out to him. Even when we are not faithful to him, he will continue to be faithful to us when we cry out in repentance. We must examine ourselves daily in every situations that we may come across. Despite what circumstances or hardships befall us, despite that co-worker or friend or family member who is vehemently and verbally abusing us despite people that hate us for simply having our faith and beliefs despite the unfairness of the world my friends we must not lose faith but continue onward and continue towards our goal even if everyone else abandons us the lord jesus will not when we are unable and unwilling to be faithful, He is still faithful. Hallelujah. What a Savior we have. Thank you for listening to this episode of Bits of Reality. If you found this episode to be helpful in your Christian walk, please share it with someone else who might be helped by it. Thank you.